2: Emerging technologies are transforming the healthcare industry as we know it. Investors, say hello to HTEC, a portfolio dedicated to capturing the significant growth potential of healthcare innovation. Learn more at roboglobal.com slash HTEC.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the September eleventh, two thousand seventeen edition of the Fantasy Football Report, a Roto-Biz podcast, brought to you by my bookie, the official sports book of Rotoviz Radio. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co host is Blair Andrews, who you can follow at Am I the Real Blair. Blair, how's it going, man?
3: It's going great. We're finally into the season talking about some actual football, so I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh,
1: you know, you did a really nice job, I thought, last week with Mike Taglier. I was, I was sad I couldn't be there. Um, but we have another fun guest tonight. Joining us on the show is Jeff Brubaugh. He is a fantasy writer for Roto World. You can find him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Brubaugh. Jeff, thanks for joining us tonight, man. How's it going?
4: Hey, thanks for having me. Going all right. Uh, yeah, big fan of Viz, and uh, thanks for having me on, guys. This is uh, really a pleasure, man. excited to do it.
1: The pleasure is definitely all on this side of the microphone. We're going to get right into the news this week. First item and easily the biggest news item of the week. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports that David Johnson suffered a sprained wrist in week one. The severity of the injury is unknown, but ESPN's Chris Mortensen reports that a Monday MRI will determine whether DJ will miss a few weeks or half the season or more. So it certainly seems... Seems as though he's going to be missing some time here, uh, Jeff. Uh, pretty straightforward here. Who are you picking up in uh, DJ's absence, and do you think that one running back will be responsible for a lot of the work while he's gone?
4: Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of a this is kind of a weird situation here. Uh, Kerwin Williams uh, today was the only other back to get any carries for Arizona, uh, and, and you know they don't even have anything really enticing on their depth chart right now. Um, so I, I guess, you know, if, if people are wanting to throw in preliminary claims tonight, it would be Williams. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think this is like, uh, you know, a situation where they can be stepping outside of their current depth chart? Uh, you know, if DJ is going to miss a few weeks, um, I, you know, I, I don't know what they really thought of Chris Johnson when they cut him loose recently. I don't know. D'Angelo Williams, someone like that. Um, but I, I wouldn't be, you know, if I'm in a fab type waiver claim situation i wouldn't be blowing much on Kerwin williams but uh but uh, yeah i think he has to be the guy as of now what are you guys thoughts
3: yeah i think i agree i mean i definitely prefer Kerwin williams to anyone else on the depth chart um but you know it was kind of uh disappointing that he actually didn't get most of the passing down work after johnson went out i think ellington had three or four targets to williams Mm -hmm. one so uh you know, that's a little disappointing. I kinda like Kerwin Williams. I liked him as a prospect. He's got, you know, four, four, six, forty, and he was pretty productive in college, so I would really like to see him step into a larger role. Um, so I mean if I'm adding someone from this depth chart, it's definitely Williams, although like you said, I don't know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna, you know, spend a whole lot on him just because it doesn't seem like they're committed to using him in all aspects of the game yet.
1: Well, they have a little bit of time to prepare. Obviously, I think a mid-game injury is probably a little bit different than uh, an injury that you're going to see, uh, sorry, than, than what you're going to see after like a week of planning with that injury known. So maybe with a little bit more clear of a game plan and approach, they do get the ball to Kerwin Williams more. I mean, I definitely hope that he's the guy. It would be really nice, obviously, for fantasy owners if this workload ended up becoming a one-man show and they didn't just distribute the carries between, you know, Kerwin, Andre Allenton. Maybe they bring back Chris Johnson and they start giving him the ball, too. I mean, there's a lot of different ways this could go. Uh, but, you know, first and foremost, obviously, I just really hope that David Johnson comes back. I'm, I'm kind of surprised, honestly, because I feel like I feel like an injury like a sprained wrist should not dictate like a, a multi week injury injury. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like yeah,
2: just yeah, hold the ball
1: hard. in the other just yeah. hold the ball the hold the ball in the other hand. You have two. You're fine, right?
4: <laughs> Come
3: on, it should be easy enough. Yeah, but man,
4: fit fitz should really eat and slot underneath here. Uh, if Johnson's missing time, I would think.
3: Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, not it true Perfect. Johnson fumbled on the next carry after he got hurt? I didn't actually see the game, but I heard that. Yeah, so he
1: left, and then he came back. He got one carry, fumbled, and then that was it. Because
4: he wasn't using his other hand.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Danny Woodhead left Sunday's Week 1 game against the Bengals with a left hamstring injury and did not return. Uh, I doubt Terrence West is on any waiver wire still, but does he become an every-week start if Woodhead misses any time? And do you have any interest in picking up any other Ravens running backs?
4: Yeah, I think I think Terrence West is worth starting for sure. They stuffed them with 19 carries today. Uh, wasn't too bad. I didn't get uh, I didn't catch a ton ton um, of this game when the Ravens had the ball uh, today earlier. But uh, but but as as far as other running backs go, uh, Buck Allen got to definitely be on your radar. Uh, this is you know positive game script for them throughout. Obviously, they gave up uh, you know held the Bengals to a nice donut today. And uh, and Buck Allen, interestingly, wasn't really. An, In the passing game, just one target after Woodhead went out, uh, which I was expecting him to come in and at least do some work in that regard. But but 21 carries for Buck and 19 for West. Um, I think uh, picking up Allen is definitely worth your while. And, yeah, I'd be comfortable starting West going forward.
1: I think that this is one of those situations where I'd be curious to see what their touch distribution looks like in a week where they don't run the ball 40 times. I mean, this week they were so easily afforded – those rush opportunities because, you know, they had the four picks off Dalton. They played really strong defense, obviously recorded a shutout. I mean, the game didn't really ever feel like it was close. So they were able to just kind of control the clock. But I'm, I'm really curious. I mean, they threw the ball 17 times. If they did throw the ball more, I mean, maybe in a more competitive game atmosphere where they have to throw the ball 30, 35 times and they only run it maybe 25, 30. Uh, then I wonder if maybe Buck Allen does get those targets and West is more of like the, the two down grinder.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, I,
4: yeah, I agree with that. I think that could definitely be the case, and yeah, I'm a little bit closer of a script for him.
3: Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, I think it was at the end of twenty fifteen, right? Buck Allen came on pretty strong and put up some like week winning games. Like I think he had double digit targets in a couple games at the end of twenty fifteen.
4: I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, I think he had some, yeah, monster receiving games.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm not sure, but those also might have come without Flacco. I'm pretty sure. Flacco was out for those games, so it was some backup quarterback throwing. can't quite remember, but, yeah, in any case, you know Buck Allen is definitely on my radar as someone to pick up if Woodhead has to miss a lot of time. Uh, he's someone I think that they ought to be targeting more and probably will be, so
1: would you be willing to say uh Blair, that you would bet on Buck Allen as a waiver pickup?
3: bet on Buck Allen,
1: I don't know well, listen, if you wanted to make that decision a little easier. Maybe our, our friends over at MyBookie can help you out. MyBookie, I absolutely love sports betting. Let me tell you, right, especially weeks like this where DFS is hard, fantasy scores are low. I know I can always count on MyBookie to be able to put in some live bets, get a little extra action in the games, and of course, win money with their all-time high-speed payouts. Listen, the mobile capabilities of MyBookie are the best out there. I know that other mobile sports books you can struggle to get wagers in on time. You can miss out due to slow loading speeds and impossible to figure out site layouts. MyBookie's all-new mobile site allows me to easily make wagers while out of the bar with friends and from the comfort of my own couch watching the games. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit up to a 100% bonus. Just use the promo code ROTOREPORT to activate this special offer. And if you sign up this month with the Roto Report promo code, that's Roto. Report, no spaces. You forward a copy of your sign-up confirmation email to rotavizradio at gmail.com. You'll be entered into a drawing for a limited edition Rotaviz athletic jacket. So sign up for MyBookie, deposit money, and then forward us your email confirmation, and we'll announce the winner on a future episode. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid, mybookie.ag. And uh, I have to be honest, I'm really interested in this athletic jacket. (laughs) Like, uh, Definitely. If you Styling. win the jacket, if you win the jacket and you post it on eBay, I will, I will, I will place a substantial wager.
3: Just
1: there you go. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> but let's get into no shit, shit no. First item this week for you, Jeff. Le'Veon Bell. He carried the ball ten times this week for 32 yards, while adding three receptions for 15 yards in Sunday's win over the Browns.
4: Uh shit no here. Uh we're not worried about Le'Veon at all. Uh sit you know, six targets out of the backfield still. I mean this dude's still a monster. If you got him, absolutely start him. Don't even think about fielding in any uh, you know, uh one running back and one receiver kind of uh, poo poo platter offers for this guy this week. Uh he he'll be balling soon enough. So uh no no not, not uh not too worried about that stat line at all today.
3: Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah rushed fifteen times for thirty yards and caught three of four targets for eleven yards in the Lions' Week One win over the Cardinals.
4: Um, you know, uh, I I don't exactly know which side of the no shit or shit no this this falls on. Um, but I I guess I'm going shit no. I think what the what the Lions showed us with keeping Zenner in inactive today, and uh, and then you know Riddick had his had his seven targets. Uh, but he you know only one carry for him. Washington had six. Uh, I, I like Abdullah here. I think you know he should have a little clearer shot at some of those some of those red zone carries, uh, you know, goal line carries with guys like Zinner. Um, out of you know, I don't know what the touch numbers look like uh, today in this game inside close, but uh, but I'm still rolling with Abdullah. Um, I still believe in him. I'm good with him uh, after today. You know, two two yards of carry isn't going to get you too pumped up, but but I'm still good with him.
1: Kane Britt. Kenny Britt caught one of three targets for 13 yards in Sunday's loss to the Steelers. Yeah, I wasn't you know, I,
4: I understood I understand uh, you know, people liking this guy coming into Cleveland's office, but I'm offense this year, but I'm gonna go no shit on this one. Uh just kind of a cruddy situation there. Kaiser's still figuring things out. Uh I really like Corey Coleman, he's a monster. They got the young tight ends there and, and some other guys to, to wing the ball around to, and I just don't know exactly if that offense is gonna be able to sustain someone like Brick, you're gonna wanna start every week. Um, I don't don't hate the guy, but I'd go no shit on that stat line today.
3: Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker caught seven of nine targets for 76 yards in the Titans' week one loss to the Raiders.
4: Uh, yeah, no shit. I mean, this guy's a beast. He just does it. He does it year in and year out. Uh, you know, you think he's getting old and you start to kind of wonder what they're going to do after. I, I have no idea how to pronounce that rookie's name behind him. Jonu Smith. Jonu. I don't know there. But uh, I got him on a dynasty roster. I'm keeping him hanging around thinking, ooh, the lady's getting a little old. But uh, and he just comes out in week one, smashes nine targets. Mariota likes him. So I'm good with them.
1: John Brown. John Brown caught four of nine targets for 32 yards in the Cardinals week one loss to the lions. Uh, yeah,
4: no shit, I guess, you know, John Brown getting these kind of targets nine, that was a little surprising today. Um, you'd think he would have come up with more than 32 yards on the four grabs. Um, but you know, it's nice and healthy to see him out there getting that much run. Uh, you know, with the struggles he's had the last year and even over the summer, um, with all the injury you mess with him. But, uh, but man, uh, the way Carson Ballmer looked today, I don't know how stoked I am to have anyone really outside of Larry Fitzgerald in that offense, but, uh, but it's good to see him getting that much love, even though they were chucking it quite a bit today.
3: Jesse James. Jesse James caught six of eight targets for 41 yards and two touchdowns in Sunday's win over the Browns.
4: Nah, nah. Uh shit no for me here on Jesse James. Um I didn't see any uh I didn't quite get any snap numbers out of that one yet. I, did uh did the guy from San Francisco McDonald even play today? Do you do you guys see him on the field at all?
1: Uh, I think he might have been an act- I don't even know if he was active. Act-
4: yeah, 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 yeah. That's on getting yeah, I'm not sure if he was active or not, but you gotta think at some point once he gets the playbook down a little more, he's gonna be able to blow by James. Uh, you know, this is gonna be your kind of bye week. Hey, maybe he'll Maybe he'll catch a touchdown at the goal line, kind of guy, but I'm not messing with him.
3: He had one target, actually. Oh,
4: okay. Okay. Go. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd think it'd grow a little more from, from here, but uh, yeah, no, I'm not messing with
1: James. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald caught six of 13 targets for 74 yards in the Cardinals' week one loss.
4: Yeah, no, uh, no shit, man. Thirteen targets, uh, like we were just talking about. With Johnson out, he sh- he should get even more more work underneath. It was a good matchup for him today. Would like to see him find the end zone, but uh, but the old man's going to keep doing his thing in this offense.
3: Rashard Matthews, Rashard Matthews caught five of nine targets for seventy one yards in the Titans' Week One loss to the Raiders.
4: You know, I'm going no shit here, uh, Matthews. You know, the nine targets. Um, Surprisingly, you know, second on the team to Corey Davis is ten. Uh, but but Mariota, he he liked this guy last year. You know, he's he's sticking with him. It was interesting with all of these receiving options. You know, with Decker mashed in there, uh, Taywan Taylor. Uh, you know, obviously Davis is a beast. Matthews, Delaney Walker, and everyone. Um, you know, a lot of good options for Mariota. But but where is he going to really um, really direct most of his throws? And he spread it around pretty evenly. But I think uh, even Decker with eight targets today, even though he only squeezed three of them. Uh, but I think Matthews is going to be is, is going to be probably, um, you know, flex worthy, startable during your bye weeks type of guy. Um, they're going to lean on the run, um, you know, didn't as much today trailing the Raiders, but they're going to lean on the run quite a bit. But I think Matthews will stay in there heavily involved with Walker and Davis.
1: Giovanni Bernard. Giovanni Bernard contributed 40 yards on seven carries while adding one catch for 39 yards on two targets on Sunday. And uh, perhaps the most important part of this is that he was the most productive Bengals running back, uh, you know, compared to Jeremy Hill and Joe Mixon.
4: Um, well, I guess it turned out to be no, no shit. You know, you saw a couple clips of him during camp, and and uh, you know, a little bit during August, and apparently he is healthy. And uh, the questions that we were waiting to see about this, about this backfield, you know, how much would they force Mixon in there? Uh, how much would they let Jeremy Hill run? Uh, which you know didn't. I don't know. Didn't make a ton of sense from the jump, but uh, but you know, Mixon didn't do much at all today. And here, you know, once the smoke clears, we got Geo. Uh, like you're saying, the most productive back, um, obviously with the most receiving skills out of those guys. Um, it appears right now he's probably he's probably the most productive and the guy to own here. Although I mean, you can see Mixon coming on stronger later in the season. Obviously in your mind's eye there, but but uh, but yeah, I think Geo should. I don't know. It's tough to draw conclusions from a game where the offense looked this bad. I mean, they just stuffed Dalton with weapons over the offseason, and, and just lays an egg in week one. It's gonna be pretty depressing for uh, for Bengals fans. And I, you know, I was definitely on Dalton as a late round uh, QB guy for sure. Um, one game a little early to hang it up on that, but through this one stinker, yeah, I think Gio looks all right.
3: Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz caught eight of eight targets for ninety three yards in the Eagles' week one win over the Redskins.
4: No shit. Yeah, I love this guy. I think uh, I, I saw some stuff today on Twitter. He was, uh, you know, I think massively owned in DFS uh, for good reason today. Um, you know, with Jordan Matthews gone. And then uh, I believe you had uh, Norman um, outside on Alshon um, out today. I mean, it was just it was set up for Ertz to Ertz to do his thing. And yeah, he squeezed all of his targets, 93 yards, didn't find the end zone. But I think this guy's
1: got a lot more in store than this this year. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton completed 16 of 31 passes for 170 yards, no touchdowns, four interceptions, and a lost fumble on Sunday, in the Bengals' Week One loss to the Ravens.
3: Uh,
4: shit. No, you know it doesn't uh, doesn't get a ton better uh, with with Houston. Um, they're gonna host Houston next week, but then he's got you know Green Bay, he got Cleveland and Buffalo coming up. Um, you know he, he'll get back on track. He's not that, you know. He's not going to make you too pumped up sliding him into your lineup every week, obviously. But I mean, he's not that bad. They got too many weapons out there. Um, AJ Green only caught five of his ten targets, and then, uh, you know, I mean, they're still using Brandon LaFell for five looks there with uh, with John Ross out. But um, I'm local here in Seattle and watched John Ross pretty heavily through his collegiate career, and uh, and I'm a big believer in that guy. So I think he'll add yet another dimension to this offense when he gets back, and you know, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, Cincinnati gets things started, but they don't have too big, too quick, uh, too long of a turnaround, rather, uh, playing on Thursday this week, but, uh, but I'll still hang tight with, with Dalton for now.
3: Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin delivered two catches for 56 yards and a touchdown on four targets Sunday in the Ravens' week one win over the Bengals.
4: Uh, I'm gonna go shit no for now, and, uh, you know, kind of on the fence on that. Yeah, he was scooting on that long touchdown, uh, on that long touchdown catch for a little bit older guy, but only four targets on the day. And like, uh, you know, like you guys mentioned earlier when we were talking about the running backs uh, from Baltimore here, a uh, little bit weird of a script today to pull judgments off of. But I mean, he did tie for the team weed in targets, although it was only four. You know, Flacco only threw the ball 17 times, so you know it wasn't like they were in some kind of shootout where you can really. Really draw a lot from. I mean, the only other guy uh, besides Macklin and Perryman with more than one target was Woodhead, and uh, that was all like on their first drive, I believe. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I tend to have, I still have high hopes for Macklin. Um, they're going to be chucking it around a lot more than they did today. But, uh, but yeah, I'd like to like to reserve judgment a little uh,
1: in a little more normal of a scenario here. Charles Clay. Charles Clay caught four of nine targets for fifty-three yards and a touchdown in Week One against the Jets.
4: Yeah, I mean, no shit. There's really no one else to catch the ball there. Matthews, uh, the rookie Jones, um, you know, they got some guys there. But, you know, Clay Clay has had bouts of, of productivity in his past, for sure. You know, he's always kind of one of those guys that's on your wire, sort of a waiver guy. You look at him, you click on his name, you read his profile, you look at his game log, you, you go to lunch, come back, look at it again, try to figure out whether you want to really pick him up or not. But uh, but But, I mean, he saw nine targets a team high from Tyrod today. And and uh, you know Matthews Matthews was pretty productive uh, with 61 yards. I was only on two catches on three targets. It looks like uh, you know Tyrod's pretty comfortable with Clay, um, so you know uh, he could creep into your into your back end tight end one uh, scenario as the season rolls on. Uh, just you know due to lack of weapons there.
3: Mike Tolbert, Mike Tolbert rushed 12 times for 42 yards and a touchdown in Week One against the Jets.
4: Ah, shit! No, I hate this dude. I, I hated this dude from since way back. Uh, Tolbert. I mean, if you're in worse shape than me, you know, I, I really don't support having you on my fantasy team. Um, but j- jokes aside, I mean, he's—it's just nothing you're going to be able to count on. McCoy's just going to be stuffed with carries all year long. And uh, and no, I'm not really buying into Tolbert right now. I mean, obviously, I guess he's the backup there, but you're really hoping for him to just smush one in from the two-yard line. Uh, for any kind of productivity today, so I'm not messing with that.
1: Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette rushed 26 times for 100 yards and a touchdown. He also caught all three of his targets for 24 yards as the Jaguars beat the Texans.
4: Yeah, no shit. I mean, it's pretty obvious that uh, that Doug Marone and those guys they want to keep the ball out of Bortles' hands as much as they can. Um, I mean, didn't he didn't have something ridiculous like 17 carries in the first half. I think I saw some something like that. Um. But, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, that's going to be kind of how they run with this offense. Obviously, their whole, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, fabricated, I don't know, that's not really the right word, but this whole, uh, you know, forced QB controversy they had in August with Bortles and Henney and and all that garbage they got going on there. I, you know, I just don't think they want those guys, um, you know, it's obvious they don't want those guys throwing the ball that much, and Fournette's going to get as much as he can handle. So, yeah, he should be solid this season.
3: Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman caught five of six targets for 53 yards and a touchdown in Sunday's loss to the Steelers.
4: Yeah, no, 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 shit. I think this guy, you know, this guy's got the goods. He he's a stud coming out of college and, you know, he was kind of banged up last year. That offense obviously was a wreck. Um, so, you know, that the offense as a whole really should only go up from here. And I was excited to see that led the team with six targets, um, five grabs for 53 yards and a score, like you said, um, yeah, I mean, this guy has what it takes. He gets some even just competent QB play, and uh, and the sky's going to be the limit for Coleman. I like it.
1: Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay hauled in four of seven targets for 69 yards and two touchdowns in the Lions' week one win over the Cardinals. Whew. Yeah,
4: no, no shit. I mean, this is this is what everyone was waiting for. You know, you heard all the reports out of camp. Uh, you saw him doing some more, a little bit of work in the preseason, and uh, unfortunately, he was on a few of my benches. But Galladay doing some serious work today uh, with those two late touchdown grabs. Um, you know, we saw seven targets. It, it, it didn't feel, you know, I didn't watch every snap of this game. It didn't necessarily feel like he saw seven targets. But you know, when when it all shook out at the end, tied for second most on the team behind Golden Tate with Theo Riddick. Um, you know, this is the kind of thing I think he played. Uh, I saw some stat notes or some snap notes from this game. Rather, uh, he, he played a bit more than TJ Jones because, uh, you know, it was rumored he was going to split uh, with Jones for that third receiver role there. Um, I don't think Marvin Jones is anything to be scared of. And, I mean, the coaches obviously saw this production today. The dude's a monster. He looks the part. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I'm really I'm really buying in here. I think the guy's snap count, target count will just uh, – will grow throughout the year. It will be a nice compliment on the other side. Um you know, whether, whether they keep Tate in the slot or, or bounce him outside out there uh, with Jones on the outside. But uh, either way, good compliment to Tate for sure. Exciting.
3: Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown caught all 11 of his targets for 182 yards in Sunday's victory over the Browns. <laughs>
4: yeah, no shit. I mean, this guy's ridiculous. He's the gold standard receivers here. Uh, you know, his hands are incredible after the catch, everything. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you grab him in the first round. Feeling pretty pretty nice about today. Uh, it's it's just awesome watching that guy. He's a monster.
1: Golden Tate caught 10 of 12 targets for 170 yards as the Lions beat the Cardinals.
4: Uh, I'm going to uh, admit a bit to my Seattle homerism here. Generally has me disliking players that play here <laughs> more, than, more than liking them, just watching them so closely. But Tate was one in his time here that I really fell in love with. And I think the world of this guy um, – I mean, 10 of 12 targets, you know, Stafford loves him, keeping him involved there. I, I would be um, interested um, to see how much he ran out of the slot today versus outside, but but in my mind, I mean, he's he, he's equal. He's, a, you know, you'd prefer him in the slot there with those type of targets, but he's equally as capable out on, the, out on the boundaries. I mean, this guy can go up and get it even though he's not that big and obviously running after the catch. Dude's ridiculous. So, um, yeah, no, no shit, and I think this guy's going to be a PPR, uh, you know, PPR mine, as they say, for the rest of the year.
3: Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford completed 29 of 41 passes for 292 yards, four touchdowns and one interception in the Lions' week one win over the Cardinals.
4: Um... I you know I guess the glowing reports on, on his receivers uh, you know kind of got to give this a no shit then you know you can't you can't love all his weapons and then think that think that Stafford's going to be a pile of crap this year uh, you know he, he's got good guy you know he's got some nice weapons now to throw to he uh, got guys on the outside you know and they rotate into the slot the running backs can catch the ball. Um, you know, regardless of regardless of what you think of the guy, um, you know, as a quarterback fantasy-wise, he's gonna be he's gonna be packing it up pretty good this year, point-wise, and, uh, and and yeah, I mean, he's gonna be on your back end of your QB ones, but but I'm fine rolling with them, Definitely, especially you know, and 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 it, their running game wasn't much more effective today than it was all of last year when they were horrendous running the ball. Um,
1: so yeah, I think he's gonna get a chance to chuck it. I'm good with him. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar caught six of eight targets for 86 yards and one touchdown in the Eagles' week one win over the Redskins.
4: Uh, shit, no. Um, just because I, I, I don't think that necessarily he's going to be pumping those kind of numbers out in a game where Alshon does his thing, um, with Norman out there. Uh, Alshon saw seven targets, uh, today, but, but, uh. I'm really of the belief that Alshon's an absolute top-tier receiver in the NFL. Um, I'm really a fan of his uh, of that guy's abilities, and I think there's going to be games where he's just him and Ertz are really dominating these box scores. And in uh, Aguilar, I mean, he looked fine; he caught everything from <laughs> from what I saw, which was obviously his issue last year. Um, and, and you know, I was a fan of his coming out for sure, but but I don't think it's gonna. You know, I think people are going to be really scrambling to the wire for this guy. Um, I I would. Uh, I would pass on him pass on him for now. I expect Alshon to eat a bigger chunk out of uh you know Wentz's numbers here moving forward.
3: Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper caught two of two targets for 128 yards and a touchdown in the Falcons week one win over the Bears.
4: Uh yeah, shit no here on Hooper. Um but but I mean yeah he he's really he's gonna be the guy to catch the ball at the tight end for them only the two targets today and uh, boy what a weird busted play where he just got loose and then hammer time that guy on his way to the end zone on the long one that was amazing and and the you know his second reception um, obviously was uh, was a pretty good chunk too I think this guy's this guy's great he's got he's got the tools to make it happen I don't know. Um, you know, just the two target state. It'll be interesting to see if Sarkeesian there now as the OC is going to be is going to be trying to get the ball to Hooper a little more moving forward. Um, I think he's fine. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to be too pumped about him as my starting tight end. You know, 10, 12 team leagues type situations, but I think he's probably creep, could probably creep himself into you know roster consideration after a week like this for sure. If you're if you kind of waited until the, the later rounds grabbing uh, grabbing late tight end, and you want to throw this guy into the pool. And uh, keep a couple of them on the end of your roster and, and mix and match some matchups. I can see some value in that, for sure. I mean, this guy, he got skills to do it, just uh, just whether he'll get the workload or not.
1: Corey Davis. Corey Davis caught six of ten targets for 69 yards in the Titans' week one loss to the Raiders.
4: Uh, no shit. I mean, they drafted him so high. He, he's awesome. I'm super pissed I didn't get him in my home uh, keeper league. Uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't play all summer, didn't play during August. And uh, you know, so the hype was suppressed a little bit on him, and he went for a decent price in our auction, and uh, and I wimped out. So I'm regretting that right now. But boom, right out of the gates, ten targets. Um, I mean, if you know, you spent the high pick, or or you did what you needed to do to acquire this guy in a dynasty league. I mean, just growing old with a quarterback as good as Mariota is going to be real nice for uh, for Davis's stock here. Um, yeah, I I think he's great and he's only gonna just get more I mean, he was plenty involved today, but you know what I mean? He's gonna be he's gonna be stealing more away from the older guys, Decker and everyone as the season wears on and yeah, we got a wide receiver here. Uh wide receiver one here for the future, for the foreseeable future for sure.
3: Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen rushed five times for sixty six yards and caught eight of twelve targets for forty seven yards and a touchdown in the Bears' week one loss to Atlanta.
4: Man, this uh this one was interesting. Uh you know, a lot of uh, a lot of talk over the offseason, um, you know, about Jordan Howard's inability to catch the ball. You know, he was great last year, wasn't great in the passing game, and they brought in Cohen. And uh, this is going to sound like a little bit of a not so humble brag. I got him out of dumb luck in recently in a dynasty league. It's sort of a throw in and a bigger deal. So, uh, yeah, my eyes almost popped out of my head when I clicked on that box score. I was following some other games earlier today and saw the targets for this guy. I mean, I, I think this is a no uh, Well, and no shit after the fact. Obviously, you know we didn't see this necessarily coming heading in, but but this isn't going away. I don't think um, with how they want to run their offense. And that was a, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a fairly close game today. Uh, it came down to the wire with Atlanta, and this guy was just uh, just doing incredible work there in the uh, in the receiving game. I mean, in a PPR league, that's pretty outrageous stat line for you. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think he, he's gonna stay involved. I'd be worried as hell if I was a Jordan Howard owner uh, right now because it's you know we didn't necessarily expect him to turn into Jamal Charles or anything, but I don't, you didn't think he'd be just completely axed out of, of, of third down work this quickly uh, to to the rookie. But man, yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty healthy amount of targets
1: today for Colin. Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart rushed 18 times for 65 yards and caught both of his targets for 17 yards and a touchdown in the Panthers' week one win over the 49ers. Uh, shit, no. I'm still,
4: uh, you know, that uh, his, his touchdown today, that was pretty interesting play. I believe they had uh, him and McCaffrey uh, McCaffrey, uh, both in the backfield running routes out of that one, and then he made a sweet play, hurtling, uh, kind of jumping over a defender into the end zone. Um, I mean, that was pretty athletic from from uh, from our old buddy Jay Stu. But I just, McCaffrey... You know he was fairly involved today, seven targets and five catches, but he's going to keep eating up more and more of this. And then, uh, and you know Cam's always a threat. I mean that was the that was the rub on this whole situation at the beginning. You know Cam's always a threat at the goal line. The uh, the goal line carries are limited to begin with, and then uh, McCaffrey should be gobbling up all this receiving work out of their backfield. So I think he's going to get squeezed at both ends here a little bit. So I'm uh, you know even though even though he had a pretty decent performance today, I'm not too in on uh, I'm not too in on Stewart still. So.
1: All right, Jeff, great stuff. I uh, has got a quick message from one of our sponsors. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app. That is the Draft app. Here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Draft starts every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part, you can play for cold, hard cash. Draft start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps. Play in real, live snake drafts, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Whatever you want, for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play a real money game for free just for using my promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on draft. Just search draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com. And come play with that free promo code RV Radio. Uh, and I don't know about you, Blair, but I have done a ton of stuff on Draft, and it is a great website and a fantastic app. So I hope everyone checks that out. Uh, let's get into the last couple news items throughout the show. Item number three, another big injury this week. Allen Robinson left with a knee injury in Sunday's Week One win over the Texans, ESPN's Adam Schechter reports that the injury is significant, and later it was reported that his knee injury was, in fact, a torn ACL that will end his season. Uh, Jeff, simply put, is there anybody worth adding at this juncture, and what does this do for the Jacksonville passing game?
4: Uh, uh, I mean, if, if uh, you know the rookie Westbrook he had such a good preseason, if he wasn't put on the IR and he was playing today, I mean, we would have been going out of our minds for him on waiver wires and redraft leagues for sure. Um, is really depressing. Uh, you know that, that the guy's hurt because this is just a situation where I think he would have come in and been able to contribute big time. Uh, I, I mean, I guess we're back to our old, you know, Hearns, uh, Marquise Lee, who had a nice glazed donut uh, on four targets today. Couldn't do anything. Uh, I mean, you got to keep in mind these targets are coming from Mister, the one and only Blake Bortles. So not going to be high quality targets to begin with. I. I would put Hearns up there, but this is going at the back of my priority list when I'm putting in waiver claims. Only on teams if I'm really strapped, receiver wise, am uh, am I doing anything really for Hearns? But uh, yeah, just even more depressing that Westbrook uh, was put on the IR. Would have been a nice spot for him to get involved early. But uh, so yeah, I suppose Hearns and uh, you know I. Obviously hurts the Jaguars passing game, but like we said, with uh with Fournette running until he barfs on his cleats every week, I don't think it's gonna make too much of a too much of an issue. Um that passing game was a little bit junky to begin with.
3: Yeah, I think Marquise Lee is probably the guy I would be looking to add if there was anyone that really got me that excited about this passing game. I mean, four targets he and Hearns both had four targets, uh, but still, yeah. Bortles only threw the ball twenty one times, I think. So mm-hmm. um there's not not that much to go around. I mean, Doug Marone really put his money where his mouth is when he said he didn't want to pass the ball at all. So it's just okay. hard to get excited about this offense. Yeah, I think Lee was pretty good down the stretch last season, was he not? It
4: uh, rings a bell. I don't have
3: numbers Lee was. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think about
1: that. Like this might actually not impact their offense that greatly. Like I don't know. Like I, I feel like they are in a situation where. They really have a good defense. I mean, the defense showed up today. Granted, I know it was against Tom Savage. But those players that they added via the draft, via free agency, they definitely came to play today. If you look at offensively, obviously, they just look to grind net all those carries. I think they'll probably continue to do that. I mean, even Chris Ivory was involved in the game plan today. I mean, they, they really don't want to throw the football much at all. So oh. we're talking about a, an offense that overall is just going to be able to run the ball when they're up in games. And, you know, maybe this impacts their ability to come back from behind but you know with Wardles at the helm I don't really know how likely that was anyway so I think overall this probably doesn't affect too much I do think that Lee was probably their most productive receiver last season so him being the quote-unquote number one uh, and getting some more targets added to his profile is definitely good Uh, and if Alan Hearns is on your waiver wire, he's probably worth an
3: ad as well let's move on to the next item ESPN's Dan Graziano reports the Bears fear Kevin White fractured his collarbone in Sunday's week one loss to Atlanta uh the Bears are now down their top two wide receivers from the preseason depth chart so who steps up in White's absence and is there anyone worth owning in this passing game
4: uh I I don't uh, I'm not too pumped up about any of them you know it may mean more uh you know continued involvement for Cohen out of the backfield for him Kendall Wright is probably where I would take a stab here um but then again you know it's uh a little bit like the last with like the last one with Hearns and Lee. You're not too pumped up about it, but but I think Wright should be getting a decent amount of work here. Um, you know, he had four targets today, along with uh Bill's brother Josh Bellamy, who you always kind of at some point during the it feels like the last few years, like Josh Bellamy has a couple of games and you're kinda of looking at him and it's like, yeah, no, no thanks. And I think that's the same kind of deal here. I think Kendall Wright could make some noise here. I mean, you know, Considering what it is, it's 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 a pretty awful passing uh, passing offense um, with this setup um, with Glennon in there. I, I'm not too excited about it, but uh, I guess I would pick right. What about you guys?
1: I mean, I I'm still holding out hope for Kendall Wright. <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, I mean, there is literally nobody else, right? Like I, I think that, like you said, Cohen, I think basically has to continue to see like a really high pass volume. I mean, would it shock mm-hmm. you? Would it shock you if at the end of the year Tariq Cohen had sixty receptions?
4: Yeah, shoot. No, I mean, yeah. He only needs fifty-two <laughs> fifty-two <laughs> more. Yeah, I, I think I think, yeah, I think you are yeah, definitely right with that. Yeah, no, it wouldn't shock me, shock me too much at all, you know, considering what we
3: saw today. Any interest in Zach Miller? He actually was second on the team in targets.
4: Not a ton. I, I was interested to see uh, you know, today with the Bears how they split up the work between Dion Sims and You know, Simsada has had, you know, random uh bouts of productivity here and there. I think he was back in Miami, right? Um but uh but yeah just
3: three targets for him. I I am still
4: I'm still out on Zach Miller, more tied to the offense as a whole. I'm not too uh I'm not too jazzed about that.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, looking at this at this depth chart, I'm I'm hopeful for right, but really the guy the only guy I really want to own a lot of, except for maybe Jordan Howard is Tariq Cohen. He's the only one I want yeah. in the passing game anyway.
1: Yeah. I'm really hyped. I mean, I I don't want to like belabor the point, but I'm just really excited for Trey Cohen. Like, I Definitely. he was a road of his guy. I feel like, you know.
4: Yeah, I mean, I mean, what a stat line to just pump out your first week, man. I mean, just right to the teeth. of people who are drafting Jordan Howard at the turn and stuff, I mean, <laughs> he found he found the end zone, but just uh, what a gut punch. I mean, yeah, he yeah, doesn't feel like he's going away anytime soon. That's a lot. I mean, that is a lot of action. Twelve targets. Jesus.
1: All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the, of the Fantasy Football Report. Special thanks to our guest, Jeff Brubaugh. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Bruba, And please remember to rate and review the Rotoviz Radio channel on iTunes. Get that 30% discount for subscribing to Rotoviz through the Rotoviz Radio channel, slash podcast. For Blair Andrews, I'm Anthony Amico. Thanks for listening. Listening to the Rotoviz Report, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz Radio feed. And be sure to contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to
3: hear your thoughts on the show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount from the NFL Podcast homepage, Rotoviz.com slash podcast.
0: firm's Liberty day sale ends monday get a king mattress for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin for a savings of up to six hundred dollars plus get a free adjustable base when you spend just four ninety nine and friday through monday get a beauty rest queen mattress for just ninety nine dollars visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you for the best deal of the season only at mattress firm offer valid with qualifying purchase ninety nine dollar mattress offer available in-store only to while supplies last restrictions apply valid at participating locations only for offer details visit mattressfirm.com slash sale
5: And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance.
2: If you have loved ones that rely on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. With Policy Genius, you could save 50% or more by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, Policy Genius will compare prices starting at as little as $1 a day. You might even be eligible to fast track your coverage with a no exam policy. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. If you have any questions, their team of licensed, independent experts is on hand to help. In fact, Policy Genius's award-winning service has a five-star rating across thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Make today the day you cross life insurance off your list and get protection for your loved ones. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes. To get covered, head to policygenius.com today.
5: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?